Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. I want to share on... um, I'm going to share on living the blessed life, and I'm going to share about, really, the power of the tongue in living the blessed life. Power of the tongue in living the blessed life. Let's go first to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to share a little bit about the reality of the new creation with you, and why is it that many Christians don't really see the fulfillment of the reality of the new creation in their lives. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right. So where are these blessings? They're in heavenly places. And in Christ Jesus, every spiritual blessing. Now, the key there is to understand that it says spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and also we know that in Christ we are raised up together with him and seated together with him in heavenly places that's our position of authority that's our spiritual position even though we are on this earth in this physical body in this earthly tabernacle walking this earth amen we are spirit beings when we are born again we are spirit beings when you're born again Instantly, your spirit is saved. But there is another part of your life and two other parts of your life, your soul and your body, that is not fully saved. Your soul has to be saved through a process of you renewing your mind and dealing with the things. And that's exactly what was happening. A lot of soulish things were being dealt with this weekend. Soulish things, pain, rejection, emotional things, trauma, the the things that scar the soul were being healed. Because there's no spiritual healing. Your spirit doesn't need healing. Your spirit needs to be recreated, regenerated. That's what the new birth does. But for a lot of Christians, even though they're born again, you know, and they're even spirit-filled. I mean, they have the life of God on the inside of them, but they don't live it to the fullness. They don't live the abundant life because there's still all that junk in the soul that needs to be dealt with. Mindsets, renewing of the mind, emotional things, scars trauma hurts pains that just kind of really handicap people that needs to be healed and you need to be made whole and that's really what a lot of the healing school was about and then of course there's the physical body that needs also healing so the physical healing that's a part of the atonement can work in your physical body to bring healing and restoration and strength and wholeness to your physical body and so that's what prosperity is spirit soul and body In all three parts of your being, because if one part is messed up, it's going to affect the others. They're all tied together. You can't separate them from one. one, You can't separate one from the other. You know, they're all integrated. We're we're that three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And may the God of peace make you holy, completely, amen, sanctified in your spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Praise God. So that's what we're dealing with. So. I want you to notice it says spiritual blessing. It doesn't say financial blessing. It doesn't say mental blessing. It doesn't say emotional blessing. Those things are, everything begins in the realm of the spirit, then it manifests in the other areas. So what we have to do is even though we have been blessed with all these spiritual blessings, now we have to learn how to bring those spiritual blessings into manifestation in every area of our lives. In our soul, in our physical body, in our marriages, in our homes, in our businesses, in our ministries. Amen. So you can be, you can have all these spiritual blessings and not really live the fullness of the manifestation, the reality of these blessings in your life. So this is what a lot of people don't understand. Wow, I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, but man, I'm still broke. Well, because there are laws that apply to finances, sowing and reaping. Well, you know, I'm still suffering. I'm still in pain. I've still got all this stuff. Yeah, because you still have to bring the spiritual blessing because there's a blockage. If there's unforgiveness, if there's other issues in your life, offenses, all these things have to be dealt with so that the fullness of the life of God that is imparted and deposited in you can manifest fully in every area of your life. Amen. I mean, one of the spiritual blessings is joy. 
And joy breaks out here. Amen. It comes from the Spirit. Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible calls it, right? The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy breaks out. And of course, it affects your soul. You become happy. And then it affects your body. People are rolling around, laughing uncontrollably. And then others look at that and go, what is that? Well, it's really a manifestation of that spiritual blessing of joy. And then peace. See, these are all spiritual blessings, but you've got to let that manifest. You've got to let that flow. You've got to let that overtake your life. Otherwise, you're going to live a substandard Christian life. And our goal here is that no one lives a substandard Christian life. Amen. We're going to provoke you. We're going to stir you up. We're going to make you hungry. We're going to challenge you. We're going to preach to you. We're going to preach faith into your spirit. We're going to preach life into you. And we're going to challenge you to rise up because I want every single person here to rise up and live the fullness, come on, of what God has for them. Amen. I'm tired of seeing Christians living a substandard life. If we have abundance of life, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And we're living a substandard life. We're not tapping into the fullness of the abundant life. Then we got to get things in alignment. We got to get things sorted out here. And that's a part of healing school. That's a part of what we do here. I mean, breaking stuff off of people, preaching the word into them, getting them and, and, and teaching and preaching the word so their minds are renewed to understand who they are in Christ, what they have access to. Come on, somebody. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Then let's go, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anybody in Christ here? Yeah. All right. He is a new creation, or he or she. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Right? That happens instantly in your spirit. New creation is in your spirit. But it's, it takes time for that to manifest. Because, I mean, how many of you remember... Realize that the moment you got born again, all, all your problems didn't just go away just like that. A big change took place on the inside of you that prepared you to walk things out in your life and, and, and begin to turn things around in your life. But you still have to walk it out. You still got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I mean, you, because there's the application of the word of God in your life and there are things that you have to deal. You still have to renew your mind. You still have to deal with all that junk, the baggage. You know, all the baggage doesn't just go away right away because you still got stuff you got to deal with. Amen. Now, I mean, I've had people get saved and instantly, literally instantly delivered from lust or perversion or smoking cigarettes you know or addictions that happens supernaturally and some was instant some was progressive i've had people literally come to an altar call and get saved and then boom instantly they, they're healed going back to reinhard Bonka, you know the great german evangelist that's gone home to be with the lord i heard him say that in africa when he sometimes you know whenever he would do an altar call and people would get healed i mean the moment they got saved I mean, instantly people were getting delivered and healed from all kinds of weird diseases. And they had all kinds of interesting, mysterious, weird diseases in Africa and even here in America. Because of the occult and the witchcraft and everything. And all of a sudden, by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the name of Jesus, by the, by, by the curses being broken off of their lives, all of a sudden they were, people were getting healed. Amen. So you have to understand the power of God that's available for, for us to walk in freedom amen but that new creation is in our spirit but it has to still be bring into manifestation in every area of our lives and it doesn't just happen overnight some things are instant some things are a process you gotta walk out the process so if you've been frustrated because you know man i mean how come things aren't changing as as fast as i want them to be well you know you gotta be patient and then you maybe you need to find out what it is that's getting in the way and then we have to deal with those things as well it's the little foxes that spoil the vine you know you got the little foxes running around your vine eating the grapes and 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 then instead of having new wine you know joy peace you're lacking in joy and peace because you got issues and things that you need to deal with and i i understand that you know because when we start to talk about things that we need to deal with some people don't like that but you know what? You can stay the way you are or you can become free. Amen. I mean, I prefer freedom over bondage. How many of you? I mean, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We've not been given the spirit of, you know, fear that leads to bondage. But we've been given the spirit of sonship by which we cry out, Abba, Father. I mean, 
People talked about, I mean, we heard somebody talk about how the love of God has just come into their lives. All that rejection is gone, and now they feel loved, and they feel accepted. Well, that's what it is. It's the love of God now manifesting that's, that really was in their spirit because the love of God has been shed, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost whom he has given us. So it's actually there, but there's a blockage, so it's not really coming up. It's not really just, you know, overflowing in your life. But when you begin to deal with the things that block the flow, then it begins to flow in your life and now you're flooded with love you're feeling love and the love of God is just flowing through you you're motivated by love you're walking in love amen, amen. let's look at uh, I said first Corinthians didn't I it's second Corinthians 5 17 there is no first Corinthians 5 17 second Corinthians blame the typist myself 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So say this after me. I am in Christ. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And then let's look at 21 in the same chapter. Verse 21. For he made him, that's Jesus, who's he made him? The Father made Jesus, who knew no sin to be a sin for us. Another translation says a sin offering, because that's really what it means. He became a sin offering for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So when you're in Christ, you've been made righteous. It's actually God's gift to you. You've been gifted righteousness. Amen. But then you still, there's two sides of righteousness. There's that gifting of righteousness, positional righteousness. But then the Bible also talks about doing right. And increasing the fruits of righteousness in our lives. So that's going to come through action and obedience to God's word. Because God's word is the word of righteousness. We receive instruction in righteousness. So that the man of God, the woman of God may be made perfect or matured. Right? So we receive instruction in the word of God on what it is to, to be righteous. Righteous living. Righteous being. So that the fruits of righteousness will begin to bear and, and increase in our lives. Amen. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I told you I was going to get to the tongue. Somebody said, Pastor, can you change the subject? No, I'm going to stay on it. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Look at verse 14. I'm going to read quite a bit here. But the word, of the, but the word is near you. Now remember, this is also, uh, Paul makes a reference to this in Romans chapter uh, chapter. Uh, 10 right talking about salvation but the word of God is near you in your mouth and in your mind and in your heart and I'm reading from the amplified so that you can do it so in order for you to be able to do the word of God it's not enough just to believe it with your heart it's not enough just to have it in your mind you have to also speak it see I have set before you this day life and good death and evil pretty drastic choices I think I mean it's pretty it's a pretty clear choice I mean who, who like to take who like to take life and good over death and evil three of you you didn't hear me who, who like to take life and good over death and evil I mean come on it's a no-brainer if you're still struggling with that we need to lay hands on you I, I don't know what we need to do but if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, that basically that's his word, to keep them, to walk in it, obey. Then you shall live and multiply. Hallelujah, I like that. You shall live and multiply. Come on, say, I shall live and I shall multiply. Hallelujah. And the Lord God will bless you in the land in, into which you go to possess all right now of course this is being spoken to the israelites right before they are to go into the promised land right so they're about to go possess the land well for us it could mean something different ultimately it was a promise so every promise of god needs to be possessed so you need to possess the promises of God in your life. 
okay? So it may not be some land you're going into, but you need to understand what that means principle-wise. It's every word that is a promise that is given to you by God for you to go and possess. And when you possess the promise, that's when the blessing manifests. See, that's when the spiritual blessing turns into, in this case, a land. A land overflowing with milk and honey. Where they were going to live in goodly houses that they did not build. Hallelujah. They're going to receive gold and silver and copper and iron from the land. And rivers are flowing. And I mean, there's pomegranates that are huge and juicy grapes. I mean, everything. Think about it. It's a land of abundance. It was a promise given to them, which the previous generation had struggled to possess because of their unbelief. Even though it was for their, for their taking, they didn't go take it. So you got all these things the Lord has set before you. You have to go and possess these promises. And that's when the blessing begins to manifest in your life. That's when that spiritual blessing begins to manifest. It could be a house. It could be a car. It could be a business. It could be children. It could be land. Whatever it might be, it's going to begin to manifest in your life when you possess the promise. And the enemy, you know, is going to put up a fight. Why was it that they were not able to go possess the land? Because of the giants that were there. It could be a giant of rejection that people have dealt with. It could be a giant of fear somebody else dealt with. It could be a giant of some trauma somebody else dealt with. It could be a giant of whatever uh, things that people have spoken to them. Whatever it is that they were struggling is a giant. You have to conquer that giant so you can possess the fullness of what God has for you. Amen. Amen. And that's what we do here in the healing school. We deal with all those things. Sometimes they're big giants, sometimes they're little foxes, little termites that run around, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. Look at verse 17, but if your mind and heart turn away and you will not hear, hmm. but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. And that's why many Christians perish, because they, 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 their attention is divided. They're chasing after the wrong stuff. And they may not even realize it, but it becomes an, a God that they're chasing after, an idol that they're chasing after. And it distracts them. It, 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 it draws them away from God, and they end up perishing instead of seeing the fullness of what God has for them. You shall not live long in the land which you pass over the Jordan to enter and possess. That's a terrible thing. I don't want that to happen to anybody. I call heaven and earth. Now this verse is key. 19. I call heaven and earth to witness this day against you that I have set before you life and death. The blessings bless you. The blessings and curses. Therefore choose life. That you and your descendants may live. You see, it's a choice. Blessing is a choice. It doesn't just happen by, by circumstance. It doesn't just happen. You don't get blessed by sitting in church by, and, and draw blessing by osmosis from the seats. You have to purposefully live your life to possess the promises by faith and deal with the things that get in the way so that you can experience the fullness of what God has for you because he has set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And it affects you and your descendants, your children, your offspring. And a righteous man, the Bible says, leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So there's generational blessing that's going to flow through you when you're righteous. Come on, somebody. I want to talk about generational blessings. Let's, let's shift the focus from generational curses to generational blessings. Because even though curse might be the fourth generation, the blessing is to a thousand generations. The blessing is much greater than the cursing. I want us to step into what God has for us. Hallelujah. So heaven and earth are witnesses. What does that mean? Let me qualify that for you. The two realms, really. Think about this. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. But you live on earth. See, there's the spiritual realm and there's the physical realm. The blessing, the power of God, the goodness of God, the glory of God, everything of God flows from the spirit realm. But for it to manifest in the physical realm, there has to be 
a bridge, a conduit, a go in between. You are to take the things of the spirit, grab a hold of them, and manifest them in the physical realm. See, that's exactly what Jesus did. The word, spiritual, became flesh, physical, dwelt among us. He walked around, and they said, show us the Father. Hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What's the Father like? Well, then he heals the sick, casts out devils, cleanses the leper, opens the blind eyes, opens the deaf eyes, the lame are walking. I mean, so the power of God is manifesting through him because the word... He sent his word and healed them. Now healing is actually manifesting and people are being healed. The word is now alive, visible. We heard him. We touched him. He dwelt among us, said Peter. All the things that we have seen and heard, we testify of. So that's exactly what it is. You are going to be the word manifested in the flesh. You're going to be a, become a living epistle where you actually live out the Word of God. People will see the Word of God alive in you, Amen. active in your life. You become the Bible they read. You become a witness, not just by words, but by deeds. And they're going to see the, the blessing of God on your life and they're going to go, how in the world? What's, what's up with you? What happened to you? What is this? What's your secret? Um, it's a secret place. I dwell in a secret place under the shadow of the Almighty. Where is that? Uh, let, me, let me show you how to get there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got under the shadow of the Almighty. I got under the shadow of His wings. Hallelujah. I got under the shadow of His wings. Hallelujah. Think about that. Peter's shadow falling on people healed them. Set them free from demons. Think about that. What was that shadow? Was it really Peter's shadow? No, it was the shadow of the Almighty. Because he, so, he was so full and it was so overflowing out of his life. He didn't even have to lay hands on them. They just had to come within his vicinity. When you're so full and overflowing, it's just going to splash on people. Hallelujah. It's going to splash on them. Like some paint got splashed on you there. It's going to just splash on people. Hallelujah. You're going to splash on people and they're going to get healed. You're going to splash on them. Hallelujah. And people are going to come, come by and go. I mean, I was in a restaurant. This was in Poland. And, and, and one of the nights after the revival, we're sitting there. And then the, the waitress that kept coming started dropping things. And she goes, I don't know what's happening. Every time I come around you, I can't function. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it was the anointing she would just come, she would come <gasps> she got confused she couldn't talk what is this I said this is that this is what this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel it shall come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh hallelujah when you're so full and you're overflowing people get splashed hallelujah Two Catholic priests walked onto a train, and then, uh, and then Smith Wigglesworth walked by them, and then they fell on their faces and said, who are you? Pray for us. You convict us. It's recorded that when Catherine Kuhlman would walk into the lobby of the hotel where she would be staying, people in the lobby would be falling out under the power of God. People, people next door in the room were falling out under the power of God. Think about that. When, when Jesus said, it is I, the soldiers fell out under the power of God. I just want you to understand the kind of power you carry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I mean, the kind of power that drives away sickness, disease, and demons. Just your pr the presence is going to drive them away. I mean, if it's going to drive it away from other people, think about that. It's going to drive it away from you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the blessing. The blessing repels everything of the curse. Sickness and disease is a curse. Poverty is a curse. Death is a curse. Blessing repels it. Blessing just flushes it out. Blessing just pushes it out of your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad I came this morning. Preaching myself happy here today. I might just run around the place. Glory to God. Sakanda. Say, I choose life. I choose the blessing. Hallelujah. And verse 20 says, And may love, and may love the Lord your God, obey his voice, cling to him. I'm gonna cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. That you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So you're going to dwell in the promised land. You're going to dwell in the blessing. Hallelujah. Now let's go to another verse in Proverbs 18. How does this tie to what we say? Because here's the thing. And, and of course there was some teaching on curses and breaking curses. I think it was Friday night. Pastor Greg was talking about word curses. Oh, words are powerful. I mean, you can curse your own life by the words you speak and maybe others that have spoken words over you and it's like a, it's like a dark cloud that hangs over you. It's like a curse because why? Because you believed it. See, see, that's how the enemy operates. That's how fear comes. See, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Fear comes by hearing, hearing the word of the devil. And people have, I mean, people walk around, they come in the prayer line, they get prayed for and then they walk out and then they start I don't think, I guess I wasn't healed. I thought I was healed. What happened to me? I still feel the symptom and, oh, maybe, maybe it didn't work for me or whatever. And then what are you doing is you're just actually speaking sickness, disease over yourself. How can you see the fulfillment of the blessing if you don't watch your tongue? Watch this, Proverbs 18. So if, listen, if death and life, blessing and cursing have been set before us as a choice, how do you choose? Look at verse 20. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. With the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. See? So the words that we speak is how we make the choice. Look at 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue is powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. So you have to speak the words you speak. So somebody says, how do I break curses? You speak blessing. You speak blessing. Well, how do I break? They talk about these generational curses. How do I deal with that? Do I have one? Listen, when you're in, here's how I dealt with it. When I found out, I said, I just stood. I said, I lifted my hands and here's what I said. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree and declare that I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a new line in Christ. I'm now part of the family of God. I'm delivered from every curse. I don't care in my past, my family, people I don't even know. I don't even care because I decree and declare that from this day forward, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And curse has no power over my life. I am the blessed of the Lord. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I live in the blessing. And I spoke blessing over my life. And I said, no curse has any power over me. And no man can curse me. Because, you know, I've had people try to curse me. Because people, listen, there was actually a group of people praying for me to die in Turkey. Because it was a group of bunch of wicked people that came, caused trouble in the church, trying to divide. And I had to remove them. And they went away. And they were having, holding a prayer meeting. They were praying for me to die. And the word got out that they said that Pastor Corey will die in three, three months. That was like in 2008. And the moment I heard I said, in the name of Jesus, I send that curse right back to hell where it came from. No man can curse who, whom God has blessed. I am blessed from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. I have no connection. To any curse and here's what you say I sever I sever every fleshly soulish attachment to my physical family and I am now a new line in Christ and I'm connected to heaven 
I'm connected to heaven. This is where a new family starts. I'm blessed. My children are blessed. My children's children are going to be blessed. And I'm walking in the power of the blessing by the words that I speak. So you got to be careful. Don't allow someone to come put fear in you. So now you think, oh my God. And then you begin to speak it out. And then it opens a door of access for the enemy to come and begin to work in your life. The thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. Well, pastor, people have spoken words over me, word curses. Rebuke them, break them, reverse them. Take the word of God. Speak the word of God that is contrary to what has been spoken over you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, listen to me. You don't always have to come in, 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 a, in a healing line, a prayer line. Oh, I wish I can get to the... Well, when is the next healing service? Right now. Because you don't have to wait three months. Right now. You activate healing by speaking it out. By his stripes, I was healed. From the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. I am the healed of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is my healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. You are my healer. You are my healer. I have been healed. I have been healed. Sickness and disease has no power over me. Sickness and disease is a curse, and it has no power over me. I am blessed with healing and health and long life. Hallelujah, with long life, long life, glory to God. Your words have such power, and I understand other people's words have power, and pe some people have been blocked, some people have been hindered, some people have been, literally they've been handicapped because of words that others have spoken over them. I mean... I think everyone has dealt with that at some point or another. If it wasn't family, if it wasn't some other friends, if it wasn't someone in school, if it wasn't maybe a, stu maybe, maybe a teacher. I mean, and I've heard of things I can't really recall, but I mean, I've read a lot of different stories. I think it was one uh, professional soccer player. Oh, it was Messi. Messi. Anybody know Messi? The Argentinian. They told him, you're too short. They told him, you're too short. You'll never make it in soccer, football. He's like the top guy in the world. And if he had listened to whoever said that, that would have been a word curse spoken over him. If he would have believed it and he would have never done anything, he would be a nobody. Nobody would even know who Messi is. He'd be in a mess. He'd be in a big messy. Hallelujah. Many others. I've heard about it with people, musicians. Famous singer songwriter, you'll never make it, you can't sing, you can't do this. And they just, they just refuse to believe it. Yeah. And, and these people just did it without even Jesus. They just do, did it with simple willpower. They just chose in their mind not to reject that word curse spoken over them. And they, just, they, and they, they had a voice, they had their own voice, basically a self voice. No, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to overcome this thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Moses had a st 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 stutter. But the Lord said, you will go speak. And I believe the moment he opened his mouth and he said, let my people go. There was no stutter. Hallelujah. Lord, you sure you're sending me? Yes, I'm sending you. So everybody's going to have to overcome something in their life. Everyone. Everyone's going to have to overcome something. Nobody has a, this rosy path laid out before them. Because we live in a fallen world. We live with devils and demons. And we live with wicked leaders. We live with all kinds of stuff. We live with own issues. Everybody's going to have to overcome some stuff. Amen. And self-talk is very important. Look at the mirror and speak, prophesy to yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You are the blessed of the Lord. You're a champion. You're an overcomer. You're going to make it. You are prospering. You're going to continue to prosper until you become very prosperous. You're healed. Hallelujah. God's hand is on you. You're anointed. Hallelujah. 
No devil in hell can stop you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Just keep speaking to yourself. Speak. Speak over your children. Lay hands on them and speak over them at a young age. Begin to prophesy over them. Speak over them. Speak blessing. Speak blessing over your house. Speak blessing over your business. Every, every, every morning when you arrive in your office or business, whatever, maybe it's a truck you drive around, whatever. you just do. Today I start in the name of Jesus. And I'm blessed. This day is blessed. I possess this day. This is my day of blessing. This is my day of miracles. This is my day of the supernatural provision of God. This is my day of the favor of God. Everywhere I go, goodness and mercy shall follow me. This day. See, it says all the days of my life. But this day, this day, goodness and mercy shall follow me. This day. This day, this day, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I look to my right, I see goodness. I look to my left, I see mercy. Thank you. Hallelujah. I got two bodyguards called goodness and mercy. Get out of my way, devil. I'm conquering this day. I'm going into this day. I'm possessing this day. This is my day of breakthrough. This is my day of increase. This is my day of multiplication. This is my day. Oh, glory to God. I'm blessed going into this day. I'm blessed coming out of this day. Everything I put my hands to shall prosper. And if any, any enemy comes against me today, it shall be defeated before my face and it shall flee from me in seven ways. Glory to God. Glory to God. Speak life. Speak blessing. Speak victory. Speak provision. Speak peace. Speak joy. Hallelujah. And another way to walk in the blessing is speak blessing over other people. That's why Jesus blessed those who curse you. Forgive your enemies, bless those who curse you. Somebody curses you, just I bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your brothers, bless your sisters in church. Hallelujah. And you better rejoice when somebody is blessed. That's a test. Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. Be blessed. Somebody says, oh, not him. Yes, him. Be blessed. You're being tested. You said, thank you, Jesus, for blessing my brother. Because here's what you say. Lord, what you've done unto him, you will do it unto me. You're no respecter of persons. Thank you, Lord. 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 Power of your words. How do I choose life? By the words I speak. How do I choose the blessing? By the words I speak. That's why the devil loves to use people's nasty tongues, unsaved, unsanctified tongues to speak filth and garbage and curses over people. But you don't have to be under any of that. You walk free from it. You break it and you move on and then you speak now. You decree into your future. See, curse is in your past. Blessing is in your future. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. So that's the thing. That's what you have to do. Don't look back. Don't focus on that. Move forward. Deal with it. Get it out of your life. Break its power. Amen. Get healing. Get deliverance. Whatever it is that you need to get. And sometimes you just need to be your own deliverance. And I'll be honest with you. When I was in the early days of my ministry in Turkey, that, that was no deliverance. There was no healing school. I had to be my own healing school. I had to be my own deliverance. I got a hold of the Word of God. One of the, th the early things that, the, the things I got a revelation of early on in my life in ministry really was the blessing of God. Because, I mean, the Lord sent me back to my country, 96, 500 Christians in the whole country. Seventy-five million people, five hundred Christians, nothing. No Christian TV, no Christian radio, no Christian bookstore. Not even an Old Testament in Turkish language. Only the New Testament. Churches just here and there, house groups. There's nothing. A lot of ministers were not even qualified or trained. A lot of missionaries had come that were very religious, very anti.
Pentecostal charismatic, not spirit-filled. So they had already poisoned a lot of people with their false teachings and religious stuff. So people were not open. And here I am, baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, have a call from God. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing. Think about that. What do you do? You become your own revival meeting. You become your own healing school. You become your own worship concert. I put on those tapes. Tapes. Who remembers the tapes? <laughs> tapes and play the tapes and worship for hours and walk the floor praying tongues and take the word and speak it and confess it and prophesy it. It's like prophesying to dead bones. Because I was in the valley of the dead bones. They had nothing had happened. Not, nothing had happened for a hundred years. And the gospel was just starting to take root for about a, a decade or so. What do you do? You have to become your own revival. You have to become your own healing school. You take a hold of the word of God and you speak it, you decree it. And the word of God has power and it begins to shape things around you. It begins to change things. First of all, it changes you. Then it begins to change things around you. So here's the thing. A lot of people are praying, oh, God, change my circumstances. And they're still in the same circumstances. Because let me tell you right now, God is not in the business of changing circumstances. God's in the business of changing people. And when you change, your circumstances will begin to change. Because much of your circumstances are a result of what you have believed, what you have done, and what you have spoken over your life. And it's a result of the seed that you have sown in the past. That's the harvest. But you know what? When you begin to change the seed that you sow, when you begin to change how you believe, when you begin to change how you speak, and when you begin to change how you act, everything begins to change around you. Amen. Glory to God. Is this helping anybody here this morning? And I'll close with this, uh, with this passage here. Go to James 3. I got so charged up, man. I didn't even get to James chapter 3. But just to give you a little bit more scripture, verse 1, and this is all Amplified Classic, not many of you should become teachers, <laughs> self-constituted censors and reprovers of others. My brethren, you know why? Because if you become a teacher, God's going to hold you responsible to live what you teach. <laughs> so if you're not living it, don't be teaching it. It's like just, that's what Jesus said about the Pharisees. Do what they say, but don't do what they do. You will be judged by a higher standard and with greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, uh-oh, never says the wrong things, he is fully, he has a, he's a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. So words will... Do, words are everything. That's why you have to watch your tongue. You can't be critical, criticized. You can't leave this place and eat the pastor for lunch. And then have, you know, and, and have a few brothers and sisters for dessert afterwards. Running your mouth, criticizing, gossiping, talking about this one and that one, being a busybody, tail bearer, meeting in homes, and all you do is spend three hours gossiping about this or that. I mean, I'm telling you right now. It's probably one of the biggest, you know, unresolved sins in the church world. People just talk and run their mouth, you know. And, and I'll tell you right now, especially, do not say anything about anything you don't understand. And don't be so quick to give your opinion. Well, what do you think about that? I have no thoughts. That's right. Amen. I'm, I'm serious right now. Because all you're going to do is you sow in the wrong seed. I mean, I had a lady in our church in Istanbul. She comes up and she goes, Pastor, everybody's gossiping about me. I said, dear sister, bless your heart. Can I give you a dose of truth? I said, you are the biggest gossiper in the church. No wonder what goes around comes around. If you will deal with your mouth, all that will stop. I know I'm not talking about the person that is, that is here today. I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about the person next to you. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But words will offend. Be, be, be careful with your mouth. 
And the reason, obviously, also some of this negative and critical things are coming out of people's heart, mouths, is because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there's things that you have to deal with in here. If there are issues in here, offenses, you know, offended people are going to be very judgmental and critical. So you got to allow the Lord to come and bring that healing in you and get set free in that area. And then there's peace so that what comes out of your mouth is peaceful, joyful, and it's a blessing. Because gossip, tailbearing, slander, this is all cursing. And you can't prosper and be in health, you know, in all things, even as your soul prosper, if you don't watch your mouth. Ooh, I don't know what happened to all that excitement and joy just now, but maybe I should have read this in the beginning and come back to the other stuff. But Come on, who wants to be a mature believer? It says if you guard your mouth, you, you, you're a mature believer. So mature believers guard their mouth. Immature believers run their mouth. They got diarrhea of the mouth. If we said bits... In the horse's mouth to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Likewise, look at ships. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. So huge. I mean, you can have a million-ton, huge steel container ship. There's literally a guy there with a little joystick steering that thing. That's the rudder, you know, because that's how powerful... That rudder is, and that's exactly what the tongue is, and that's what the Bible says. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it can boast of great things. See how much wood or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. (laughs) The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body, setting on fire the wheel of birth. The cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell. Lord, can we take that verse out of the Bible? No. Now think about this. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Divided tongues of fire appeared to them. The Bible says a tongue of fire came or a flame of fire came and set up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. What does that mean? The Spirit took control of their tongues. The Spirit took control of their tongues. And it was the fire of the Holy Ghost on their tongues instead of the fire of hell on their tongues. Amen. Look at verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea animals can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. (laughs) With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come forth blessing and cursing. See, we we started this whole message by talking about how God has set before us blessing and cursing, life and death. And how do we choose life? Because he told us to choose life, choose blessing. It's by the words we speak. Out of the mouth comes forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. Does a fountain set forth simultaneously from the same opening, fresh water and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevine figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. So thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because you see, no man can tame the tongue. You can't tame the tongue by the flesh. You can only tame the tongue by spiritual power. Because spiritual power, the power of the spirit, is much greater than the power of the flesh. So what are you doing? When you speak God's word, you're taming the tongue. Amen. You're taking dominion over the tongue. When you speak God's word, like when you speak blessing, when we were doing all of that, I mean, you felt how the atmosphere changed, the joy, the freedom that came. Why? Because we're releasing life. When we, when we speak God's word, we're taming the tongue. When we pray in tongues, we're taming the tongue. You're disconnecting your tongue from your carnal nature, and you're connecting it to your spiritual nature, to, to the new man that's on the inside of you. Now your tongue becomes a rudder of your life, shaping the course of your life, the words you speak. Amen. 
Now listen, when we talk about this, some people think that, oh, well, you're just talking about this stuff, you know, the self-help gurus talk about power of positive thinking and speaking. Well, yeah, they just have taken it from the Bible. That's right. But, you, but they don't have any spiritual power. They're doing it in the flesh. But even with the, listen, the principle works for anybody that uses it. And people succeed in life just by the power of positive thinking and speaking. But they're still going to go to hell if they're not saved. And they're still not fulfilling God's plan and calling on their lives. But it's a principle. It's a principle. Even the world understands that. It's a principle that God has set in motion. It's the power of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So let's sow life. Let's sow grace. Let's sow blessing. Let's not have critical eyes that always see what's wrong with somebody and talk about it. Let's find what's right with somebody. And you know what? Operate on the 1% principle. You know what that means? If you only got 1% common with somebody, find that 1% and focus on that 1% instead of the 99% that's different and just running your mouth, always being critical and negative about it. Because what is that going to do? It's not going to help anybody. So I want everyone to walk in the blessing. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands right now. Say, Holy Spirit, thank you that you help tame my tongue when I pray in tongues. When I speak the word of God, my tongue is tamed. And life, blessing, health, healing, provision, prosperity, peace and joy, unity flows out of my mouth as your word says the mouth of the wise bring healing may mouth may my mouth bring healing health wholeness everywhere I go my life made whole my life blessed I walk in the fullness of the blessing of God I choose life I choose blessing and I speak life and I speak blessing thank you Jesus Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.